Welcome to Relationship Workout for Many, a podcast dedicated to helping men be intentional in choosing a better partner and being a better partner for the person they choose. Season 14, Episode 9, Have an Effective Conversation. In this episode, we discuss Relationship Workout Communication Skill Number 8, Have an Effective Conversation. On the surface, and prior to actual problem solving, effective communication can be described quite simply as you both must listen to each stories and you both must express each of your stories to the other person. How difficult can this be? No doubt you do this countless times during your day in other capacities such as when you're at work talking to your boss. Unfortunately, in our intimate relationships, when an issue on the table is burning hot, the ability both to listen and to express effectively can vanish in a hurry if, if the skill sets even existed in the first place. In other words, especially for us men, we could start by learning to listen better. Indeed, some people think they already know how to listen, but at times they could be confusing the act of persuasion with actual listening. Other people admit that they do a terrible job of listening, but they quite frankly don't care. Still, others recognize they could improve their listening skills, but don't really know how to become rock stars at it. Regardless of where you might be on the listening ability totem pole from incompetent to guru, the reality is that listening is one of the most important skills you can bring into a partnership. After all, if you can't truly hear what your partner has to say, then how do you expect to have a chance at resolving the inevitable issues in a way that works for both of you? You can become a listening rock star, a guru at the top of the totem pole, by playing it strong and owning and delivering on these six listening fundamentals. Listen fundamental number one, show authentic curiosity. Truly care about what your partner has to say. If you don't really care and only pay lip service to what she has to share, well, then she'll see right through your thin veil of concern with x-ray vision. What is the voice in your head saying as she's expressing her point of view? Are you taking inventory of what she's saying so you can thoughtfully respond when it's your turn? Or is your internal voice, well, somewhere else? Listen fundamental number two, witness your thoughts. While in a difficult conversation, have you ever focused on what you want to say, not even hearing what she's saying? Or have you ever thought how ridiculously stupid what she's saying is? Or have you ever found yourself daydreaming about something completely irrelevant to the conversation, not really caring one way or the other about her words? To be an effective listener, you must first be aware of your own thoughts. If your thoughts are allowed to roam freely, then they could end up outside the present moment rather than openly hearing and considering what your partner is sharing with you right now. Listen fundamental number three, manage your internal voice. There are a lot of things in life we have no control over, but something we can control are the stories swimming in our heads. Remember, a strong communicator ultimately finds a solution that works for both people. If your internal voice is broadcasting weak thoughts, transform them into strong ones. For instance, if you're having judgmental thoughts, trade them in for compassionate ones. To be judgmental is to already have made up your mind that the person is bad in some way. On the other hand, to be compassionate is to, one, become both aware and empathetic to the other person's struggle, and two, generally want to help alleviate the person's distress in some meaningful way. If your thoughts are all about how you absolutely know you're right, eat some humble pie by remembering 
a time when you thought you were right only to find you were dead wrong. Could this be another oops, my bad moment? Listen fundamental number four, inquire to learn. When you inquire to learn, you ask thoughtful probing questions to help the other person open up and share more. These questions fall into the following categories. One, open-ended questions that, that encourage the other person to divulge. You might say things like, can you tell me more about fill in the blank? Or can you help me to understand fill in the blank? Two, request more concrete information. So you can separate fact from false assumption and self-perceptions. You might say something like, can you give me an example? Three, ask questions around the 10 potential topics described in skill number seven, like, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? Or how do you think we both contributed to the issue? Remember, the true art of inquiry is not to elicit a defensive response from the other person. To do this, it's important to ask questions from a place of invitation. It's okay if the person declines to respond. The key here is for the other person to feel safe with the conversation and not to feel like he or she is being interrogated or has already been sentenced to the gallows. Listen fundamental number five, paraphrase to gain clarity. When you paraphrase, you play back what you heard in your own words to verify that what you think you heard is what the other person said. For example, you can say, I heard you say fill in the blank, is that correct? Paraphrasing has a second benefit beyond ensuring understanding. When you paraphrase, you let her know she has been heard. As a result, she'll not only feel better because being heard feels good, but you two are now in a better position to move the conversation forward. Listen fundamental number six, acknowledge feelings. One reason acknowledging the other person's feelings is so important is that often intertwined in the emotions and thoughts surrounding an issue are a bunch of other invisible, unspoken questions like, are my feelings okay? Do you understand how I'm feeling? Do you care about my feelings? Do you care about me? Often, a person can't move on to problem solving until he or she has heard a loud yes to these invisible questions. In other words, a person can get stuck if his or her feelings haven't been acknowledged and validated. When you acknowledge, you don't get defensive or judgmental saying things like, I didn't mean to do it, or it sounds like you're totally overreacting. Rather, when you acknowledge, you show empathy for the other person saying things like, if I were in your shoes, I'd probably feel the same way, or it sounds like you're really upset about this. Finally, Acknowledgement doesn't necessarily mean you agree with what the person is saying. Instead, you are simply acknowledging the importance of the other person's feelings. Wouldn't you want the person you're with to think your feelings are important too? So those are six listen fundamentals. But before we move on to discussing six express fundamentals, I think it's worth reinforcing the point, don't interrupt, shut up, and listen to your partner. So why can't it be so hard not to interrupt? Well, we often interrupt the other person if, one, we already have what we want to say queued up in our thoughts, and we don't have the patience to listen while the other person tries to share his or her point of view. As a side note, this often happens when you're triggered. Or two, we've already judged what the person is or is about to say as complete nonsense, so we interrupt to expound on our superior point of view. How can you expect to understand what your partner has to say if you interrupt? When you interrupt, the message sent is you don't care about the other person nor her thoughts and feelings. Otherwise, 
you'd give her enough respect to shut up and listen. Okay, so attaining listening rock star status is one key strategy to become a strong communicator. Next, you need to become a rock star in expressing your story. After all, you also need to be heard. Here are six express fundamentals to consider. Express fundamental number one, you're entitled to tell your story. What you have to say matters. The values, beliefs, and perspectives that give shape to your story are just as important as hers. No more, no less. You deserve and are entitled to the respect and dignity of being heard too. Yes, the mere thought of sitting on the couch and confronting her may make you feel sick to your stomach. She may constantly interrupt you, rarely letting you complete a thought. She may think she's some sort of psychological whiz kid, so what you have to say only becomes fodder for her analysis of you. She may try to use all sorts of tactics to get her away, from breaking down into tears to flat out yelling at you. So why bother putting your story on the table for consideration? Regardless of what she might be spewing from her side of the conversation, you are, at least to some degree, in a partnership. A partnership means both of your stories are equal and equally deserve to be shared and considered. It doesn't matter who has the most degrees, makes the most money, or threatens to withdraw sex, etc. By the way, most women have more respect for a man who does speak his mind. If you try to be too nice by letting her always have her way, then you may end up just being tossed away into the nice guy but not man enough yesterday's trash pile. Express fundamental number two, figure out your story. You can't tell your story if you haven't put at least some thought into what it is you have to say. This doesn't mean you have to have everything figured out before the conversation begins. Indeed, the act of telling your story may help reveal facets you hadn't considered before. And by the way, the safer you feel sharing a not completely big story says a lot about how strong a relationship you have. Express fundamental number three, tell your story. On the surface, this can sound so simple. If you can strip down and have sex with a woman, then why can't you have a conversation with her about something important to you? Yet, it's amazing how many reasons we can come up to not engage in the conversation, like, well, we don't have the time, or I don't want to get into a fight before our big event tomorrow night, or maybe I'm just being overly sensitive. I'll, I'll try to let it go. Maybe the right call is to let it go, but only choose this if you truly can let it go. Have the conversation if the issue truly matters to you. Express fundamental number four, don't express your story as the absolute truth. Get off your soapbox. Don't expound with verbal masturbation as to why your story is the God's honest truth. Don't play judge and jury when you have the floor. Your task is not to persuade, outthink, negotiate, trick, or somehow cajole your partner to agree that you're right. Rather, your objective at this point is only to share your story as your story, your intentions as your intentions, your feelings as your feelings. When you try to force your story as fact, all you do is build resentment and defensiveness and pour fuel on an argument. After all, she probably thinks her story has some validity too. True, your story is worthy of being expressed. True, you deserve to be heard. True, your feelings are valid. False, your story is the only truth. False, you're right, and she's wrong. Express fundamentals number five, share where your conclusions came from. Why do you feel and think the way you do? What information do you have and how have you interpreted this information to come up with your story? What landmines in your internal landscape are being triggered by the issue? 
What past experiences do you feel like you're reliving? What did your buddy tell you that's influencing your opinion? Sharing why you think and feel the way you do can accomplish three things. One, she'll be put in a position to better understand the intricacies of your story. Two, she'll be better equipped to have empathy for your experience. And three, you'll both be better able to unhook facts from hypothesis, perceptions, assumptions, and subjective interpretations. Express fundamental number six, don't exaggerate with black and white statements. Unless she truly is a psychopath, she probably doesn't always or never do the things that are creating the issue for you. More likely, there are times when her actions don't live up to your beliefs and expectations of what is right and wrong, and this may just be one of those times. When you exaggerate, you invite more of an argument because you give her reason to fight about how your exaggeration is grossly unfair. All this does is to take the conversation away from the prime issue and create a second flanking issue. That's not a productive way to go. Just talk about this incident and what it brings up for you. Try not to forget there are plenty of other times when you thought her actions were all quite fine. Otherwise, you should seriously question why you started and stayed in the relationship with her in the first place. So those are the six express fundamentals. But before we wrap up this conversation, I think it's important to emphasize a point that on paper seems so obvious, but perhaps not so obvious, especially to us men, to put into practice. And that is, we like to feel our partners care about us. Put another way, you can care about what's going on for your partner without agreeing to it. Directly saying or implying through your body language that you don't care about what she has to say will go over like a truckload of bricks. Besides, if you feel even the smallest thread of love for her, then put this love into practice by truly caring about her point of view during these difficult conversations. Okay, so that wraps up relationship workout communication skill number eight, have an effective conversation. Next, we turn our attention to relationship workout communication skill number nine, find a creative resolution, and that's the topic of our next episode.